Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Tech podcast. In today's episode, we'll be going over more ways to stay safe on the internet. So last time we talked about using a VPN, um, the importance of a VPN, and kind of why it matters where that VPN is based out of. So why does that matter, Josh? Um, so yeah, a VPN is super, super important, um, as we were talking about earlier, because it keeps your ISP, your internet service provider, from being able to see what sites you're on, um, uh, what you know, any of your internet traffic, what you're downloading, what type of file you're downloading, or the protocol that you're downloading with. So it really just keeps what you're doing completely private to you and only you. And uh, just to clear this up real quick, a VPN stands for a virtual private network. Um, so the analogy that I usually hear is that a VPN is kind of like a, a tunnel and your internet stays inside the tunnel so no one else can see it. Is that is that a good analogy of how it works? Um, could yeah. you talk about that for a little bit? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty accurate analogy. Really what it does is um, before the internet traffic can be sent out to whatever your provider is, CenturyLink, you know, blah, 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 uh, Kellen is for us. There's a lot of different providers. Um, Basically, what this VPN does is it changes your IP address and makes it look like you're on their servers. So your traffic is technically, right, you're getting your internet from your provider, but all of the traffic is going through your VPN provider instead of your internet service provider. And that's the great thing about VPNs because they don't keep logs. So everything going for the, through the VPN provider, you know, it, it, depending on the VPN, they don't keep logs, um, then that, that information's only... Uh, it's private. It's only for you. Right. So what are some good options when it comes to VPNs? So I've heard... Only... Yeah, go. Go ahead. Oh, I've heard uh, NordVPN is used a lot, but I've also heard that that's pretty pricey. Yeah, Nord, you know, it really depends on who you are. Um, if you have a full-time job and, you know, most VPNs are going to be almost nothing. NordVPN, I think, is 2 or $3 a month if you pay for the three-year plan. So it's about 100 I think it's on sale $85 for three years, which is a great deal. But I don't work a full-time job, so uh, I, I bought Surfshark. I got two years for $40, which I thought was an amazing deal. Um, yes, it is true that NordVPN is going to have faster servers, more reliable servers. But for the price, Surfshark was a great option for me. Um, if you really have some extra money to spend on a VPN um, and you really want to stay safe, I would also recommend ExpressVPN. They're more expensive than Nord. I think they're five or six dollars a month, but they're also very, um, very popular for their secure servers and fast internet connections. Right. So, uh, just checking up on the prices, Nord VPN would come in for the three-year plan. It's a uh, three fifty a month, which is going to be yep. one hundred and twenty-five dollars every three years. Which, for yeah. internet privacy, at that high a level doesn't seem that bad. Now, obviously, if you go a with a two-year, one-year plan, right, and if you go with a two-year, one-year plan, it uh, gets more expensive, obviously, because yeah, they're trying to... Yeah, it's kind of their trick to get you into paying more for a longer period of time. Right. But, um, I mean, still, that's not a terrible price. You know, $3.50 a month is yeah. it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and on top of that, it's not just a trap to get you to pay the 125 because most of these providers also give you a full month, 30 days, um, to decide whether you want to keep their service. So it's not like you pay for it and there's no refund for that 125 if it doesn't do what you want. So you do have time. Um, it's just, you know, after that month, you're stuck into that three-year plan and you're not going to get your money back. 
Right. So that's uh, that's VPNs, and I think VPNs are more to um, protect you from you know corporations and the government than from say like hackers and people like that. But when it comes to hacking um, passwords, uh, what what are you supposed to do to keep um, you know hackers and people who want your personal information out of your information? Like how how do you yeah. set up a good password system? Right. So. When it comes to passwords, usually it's not actually hackers trying to get your passwords. It's usually a database link from um, a database link, a database uh, breach from a site uh, that you have an account on, and people will unhash those passwords. Um, and so, so they'll find your password from a database breach, and then they'll be. You know, if you use the same password on other sites, they have the login for your other sites. Um, one one thing I do, you know, you can set a different string of numbers and maybe put it in a notepad or something. There's a ton of different password managers. The easiest one I use is called LastPass. Um, so you just have a master password, uh, one really strong password. Use a lot of capital letters and uh, uh, characters, something that you'll remember too. And then what LastPass will do is as long as you're signed in, with your account, with that one master password, it'll generate really secure passwords for everything else you sign into. I think Grayson knows a little bit about that. Right. So um, LastPass, uh, it's free. It can be free. You can also get LastPass Premium, which just gives you a little bit better features. Um, and LastPass Premium is only $3 a month, which, again, um, for internet privacy, I wouldn't mind spending $3 a month. Um, for that, so what it does give you is emergency access. Um, you can also share it with other people. Um, so if you need to say, you know, give your uh, give your friend a password to uh, do something, you can do that with LastPass Premium as opposed to free version, which you can't. Um, you uh, if you need help with tech support, you can get tech support faster with Premium, and you also get one gigabyte encrypted file storage. So, um, you know, it might be worth it. I would say that for the average user, it probably isn't. But, yeah, the free version you know, if you... gives you a lot. Um, you know, it gives you all the password stuff you need. You can put your cards in there, your debit and credit cards. Uh, the premium stuff is only if you want everything in one easy place, Exactly, you know? right. Um, and then another thing is if you don't want to have a password manager, um, aside from using different passwords for different things, probably the most important thing you can use is, A, don't use your name, don't use your birthday or, um, you know, the date of, say, like, your wedding or something like that. Use um, use something kind of obscure, you know? Use something that only you would know about. So, um, you know, let's say that you, when you were young, you lived in, you know, a tiny town in Montana. Maybe use the name of the town and then, a string of numbers and um, and different digits like colons, semicolons, um, etc. And that's right. going to be a lot stronger password than you know. Let's say you were born in two thousand. Your name's Johnny. You know, if it was Johnny two thousand, that's pretty much the easiest password to crack. Yeah, and that's a good point, Grayson. Um, and that all comes back to you know that's the simple side of things, but there's also the more advanced side of things, um, and that's hashes. So a hash um, is a method of encrypting passwords. Pretty much every site you sign up with um, will hash your passwords, obviously, because if there's a database breach, they don't want your password to be leaked, right? So when there's a database breach, all those people are seeing is the hashes. And a hash is just a long string of letters, capitals, lowercase, that um, relates back to your password. It's encrypted. 
Um, so the, the cool thing about hashes is that they're really, really hard to revert back into your just your normal password. So if my password, for example, was, I don't know, uh, Josh2025, right? That's an easy password because the, the name Josh, all lowercases, everyone knows the hash for that. And 25, everyone knows the hash for that, right? So um it's an easy one to decrypt because there's software out there that has a lot of these simple passwords built up um so that's why a strong password with capitals and letters becomes a really strong hash that's almost impossible to revert back so even if it's such a pain for you to do uh, LastPass with a lot of strings and you know random letters and numbers or um simple passwords and you just want one at least make it a strong password capital letters four numbers um some kind of uh, exclamation point or something right um so that just about covers uh the basics when it comes to passwords and vpns so another thing is um let's talk about uh sites that you want to be careful on as opposed to you know knowing the site well ad blockers and then also what type of files you're downloading you know um you always want to be cautious when downloading things like zip and exe files because um, they're a lot he easier to hide malware or ransomware in something like an exe or a zip than in you know a PDF, right? So um, yeah, so let's let's get into that. So how how should you know what sites you should be downloading stuff off of and what sites you never should download stuff off of? Yeah, so that's a hard question for sure. Um, I think. First and foremost, a lot of these sites that people consider to be sketchy, I know um, when uh, uh, Mediafire first came out, which is a file hosting service, it was considered sketchy because there were a lot of ads on the side of your download button that said download that gives you the option, like if you accidentally clicked on one of those, you'd get malware, right? Um, so uh, that's where the importance of an ad blocker comes in. Um, an ad blocker will block trackers, things that track what you search, stuff like that. It'll also block all of these fake download buttons, um, depending on how great this ad blocker is. It'll block YouTube ads, things like that. Um, the, the one that I think is the best, I use it all the time, it's called Ghostery. It's a web browser extension for almost every browser out there, um, all the big browsers. Um, it's been great for me. It blocks all of those kinds of ads. So now I can go to a Mediafire, and when I see download, I know that's the real download link because Ghostry blocks all of the fake ones. So these sites that were previously considered, quote-unquote, uh, sketchy were just sketchy because of the ads on it. It was like, they call it adware. It's like malware through ads. So as long as you have one of these ad blockers, they have different settings. You know, there's anti-tracking. There's like restrict site you can trust a site so if a site's not working because you're blocking uh, certain elements of that website you can just trust it and it'll allow those things to come through but using an ad blocker is amazing it stops you from getting a lot of these really annoying adware interesting so um what um what about files like what um files should you be really careful of and what files should you be even if it's from a sketchy website you um you know it's not you know it's not gonna have malware so yeah that's important so first and foremost if you're downloading off of a big site um you know if you're downloading a file from you know anything you know mega mega i think has a feature that scans for malware so it'll tell you if this is a dangerous file or not if it's a dangerous file don't download it, you know. Um, 
Obviously, as you were saying, great point. If it's a .exe or a zip, you want to make sure you know where it's coming from. If I download a .exe from Microsoft.com, uh, you know, that's fine, obviously, because Microsoft is a trusted website, a trusted provider. But if I'm downloading a file that some person on YouTube posted for something, um, and it's a .exe inside of a zip from, you know, a more sketchy adware uh uh, file hosting service, I would honestly just pass on that. Maybe it's not malware, but most of the stuff that's most of the time that stuff is malware. Um, you know, another another great thing. There's this amazing site called uh, VirusTotal.com. Uh, VirusTotal. It you can upload any file you download, um, and it will scan. It'll tell you the scan results from every different malware service big malware service and basically in existence so that can really tell you well i downloaded this exe but i don't want to run it until i know it's safe so you can go right. to virustotal.com upload the file it'll scan it and if there's only a couple detections out of the 50 different virus uh scanners then you're good to go you know but if it's like 25 scanned viruses trojan you know obviously get rid of that file Right. So um, just to clear this up for a second, um, what is an exe file? Because I know probably a lot of people are wondering exactly like what makes an exe file different than, say, you know, a PDF or a JPEG. So an exe file stands for executable. So um, the interesting thing about an exe is that it doesn't need any other software to run with it. So, you know, you could download a setup file if you were installing Office 365. That would be a setup file, um, and that would install things. But a .exe file can run code straight out of it. Um, you can run it. It'll get if you give it admin permissions. It's even more dangerous because a .exe file is an executable. It can run. It can run commands. So that's why it can be dangerous. You know, it's simple. Right. So basically, when you download a uh, .exe, it's like downloading something that can immediately run itself, which is why you want to be really careful when you're downloading something like that. Um, and then another thing that that's good to talk about is um, how do you get files from you know one person to another? Let's say you're trying to send um, maybe a video to your friends and it's too large for emails. What services are there um, that are safe for that? That is a really great question, Grayson. Um, so file transferring is important, very important, because if it's a private file, you know, if it's uh, some family photos or whatever it is uh it could be confidential documents or things that you don't want people to see obviously right for work or your personal life uh legal documents that you need to send to family there's a lot of really great ways to do it um one uh firefox send they that came out recently it's an end-to-end -end encrypted uh encrypted file sharing site it's got some really great features like you can choose, well, after one person downloads this file, remove it. Or this file is only going to be available to download for five hours or ten hours. Or it can only be downloaded with this password. Or it can only be downloaded four or five times. So it's got a lot of really great features. And when they say it's end-to-end -end encrypted, that means Firefox can't see it, right? The company's not going to look at your files and nobody else's unless they're downloading it. So that's a great way. Um, there's other sites. You know, there's the app on your phone. Uh, for Firefox Send, there's an app on your phone called Envelope. That's a good one. Um, there's a ton of great ways. If you really want to be safe, you could use a site like Mega.nz. It's an encrypted file. Uh, it's an encrypted um, file hosting service, uh, like a cloud storage. But you can also share links to files with really strong passwords. So there's a lot of good ways to do it. But those are the best, probably.
Now, how reliable if it is um, in the in the size limit? How reliable is email and texts or, or email and texting? Is that fairly reliable when it comes to sending, um, you know, important files like say family pictures or something like that, or is that to be avoided? So it really depends. Um, for it depends on who your host is. So my email, I use my own domain and an encrypted host. So this person that hosts this company that hosts my email, um, it, it, they encrypt my content. If you have something like a Gmail, um, they, yes, they encrypt your content, but they also have access to seeing everything. Um, so Google, in that sense, would be able to see it, but nobody outside of Google would. Um, texting is also fairly reliable. Uh, you're pretty much safe to send most documents through text. Neat. Um, now, another thing that gets brought up a lot in internet safety is the stages of internet safety. So let's talk about that for a little bit. What are they? Um, how do you, I guess, achieve those stages? And, you know, what do they mean? Yeah, so we pretty much already covered stages one and two. Uh, stages one is just, you know, being safe in general, uh, being conscious of the sites you're on, using an ad blocker. Uh, things like that. So there, there's that stage. That's just simple stuff. Uh, we just call that, you know, being cautious. Um, and then second, there's being careful. So that would be using a VPN uh, so that your internet service provider can't see what you're doing. Always using an ad blocker. Um, maybe just refusing to download from those adware sites. There's a lot of them. File up. Uh, a bunch of other crazy ones with random names. Uh, you know, if you ever come across Bitly with like the skip and it, just ignore those, those are a waste of time. And then there's stage three, which is, uh, being really safe. Um, so stage three is really for those who are willing to sacrifice, uh, some of your daily convenience for being safe on the internet. So, uh, this means keeping your personal accounts such as Instagram, Facebook, uh, any, anything personal, um, use a different email for your personal things than you do for your business or work things. Um, your online accounts, uh, that are not personal, whatever that may be, if you're on forums or uh, like Reddit, if you don't care about, if that's not like a social thing for you, uh, use a different email for that, have a different account, um, for each side of things instead of using one account. Uh, you're also going to always want to use a VPN use something like LastPass where all of the passwords are super encrypted. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's really like you're going to have to sacrifice some of your daily life for stage three. So what stage are, if you don't mind me asking, what stage are you in right now? I would say I'm probably at stage two. I use a VPN. I use an ad blocker. I'm very conscious of the sites I'm on. But um, to me, it's really hard to you know, constantly have different emails, different accounts. I would say, you know, I say these things, but I'm not always the best at it. I don't have um, a different super strong password for every site I use. They're not long strings of numbers, you know, so I'm not the best at that. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm at about stage two right now. Um, and I would say for most people, that's great. But if you really want to be safe, try and get to stage three. Try and um, separate your personal life from your work life or your non-personal life. And then use some really strong passwords. Right. So um, just to wrap this up, um, try to find a VPN that you can afford. They're very, very valuable. Um, they give you that much extra safety. 
And especially if you're downloading stuff that you really don't want, um, you know, your internet provider to know about, let's say that's family photos or some sensitive information, maybe like passwords, um, always look for a VPN. Um, make sure that the sites that you're on are reliable. Um, don't, don't download something from, you know, a fake site, obviously, um, you know, and make sure that the site's real, especially if you're going to enter passwords. You know, if you're going to buy something off of Microsoft, make sure that it's the actual Microsoft site, not a scam site. Um, always use an ad blocker. They're really helpful. Um, they make your life a lot easier because you don't have to deal with ads, which, um, you know, everyone, no one really likes ads. Um, and figure out what uh, what stage you want to be in and what stage you are in, and then um, make the change to whatever needs to happen so that you yeah. achieve whatever internet safety you want. Yep. Um, just a couple of announcements. Obviously, our Discord channel is um, up, or our Discord server, excuse me, is up and running, so go check that out. The Daily Dose of Tech uh, is the name of it, or excuse me, Daily Dose of Tech. Um, our YouTube channel is up too, so uh, all views are appreciated, um, and just thanks for your time. Have a great day. Bye.